0: Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Most Low Budget Movie Reviews. I am your host, Clarence. Thank you for tuning in. Now, I recently was watching bits and pieces of Rocky 3 which is my favorite Rocky uh, of the movies, by the way. My favorite Rocky. I-, I thought it was a great juxtaposition between how Rocky started, which is represented by Clubber Lang. You know, he's poor. He's ready to die. He's up. You know, he really wants his shot. To where Rocky was currently in life, who had already made it to the top, super popular, super rich, has a bunch of title defenses, but he's really just going through the motions at this point. Now, Clubber Lang was so great with the trash talk, the disrespect, he looked dangerous and scary, and Rocky kind of having to go back and tap into what made him great, along with learning a few new things from Apollo. Now, that was a great lesson here to be learned to never forget where you come from, regardless of the type of success you have, and not being afraid to adjust and try something new. But what really sold me on Rocky Three, there was this scene on the beach, easily some of the best acting Stallone has ever done. Uh, he's training hard, but something's a bit off, and Adrian picks up on it and kind of confronts him, gets in his face about it. And she breaks him down, gets him to admit deep down inside what's bothering him. Now, he's scared. For the first time in his life, he's scared and doesn't know how to process all of it. That monologue, that conversation with Adrian, that was some really good stuff. And I actually think the series peaked right there. Don't get me wrong. I did enjoy some of the other Rockies after that. I do like the Creed series. But, I mean, they really kind of put you right where he needed to be. It could have just stopped right there. It would have been perfect. And for me, I think it was one of the best sequels all time in the series, which got me to thinking, what are some other sequels that are just as good or better than the original? But... Without giving off all the normal answers, Terminator 2, uh, I mean, just, you know, just rattling off some things where people, you know, always get these same answers. I wanted to challenge myself a little bit and go off the beaten path, except for one really big mainstream movie because it was uh, damn near perfect. Um, I wanted to show my range a little bit. So, two of these movies, I almost guarantee you, you're not going to think about when you think about superior sequels. Uh, But let me start with one of the obvious ones, and it's a newer movie, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Now, this was a sequel that had been requested for a long time, took nearly 40 years for them to finally make this, and what was so great about it for me is that it improved on everything from the first movie, the training, the aerial combat, but what was most impressive, I mean, you know, of course, the story as well, which is what I'm about to get into, and this is what a lot of sequels actually get wrong when they take a long time to make the next one. The passage of time. They didn't pretend like all this time hadn't passed. They seamlessly integrated what has been going on with Maverick and the universe in general without a bunch of like reading and exposition or very obvious things that you throw out there. They kind of just incorporated it into the movie. And special shout out to Cruz for giving Val Kilmer. Uh, who's very ill and can't speak anymore, gave him a role and even wrote that into the part to give him a nice send-off. So that easily was one of the best sequels I'd ever seen, uh, and definitely uh, better than the original, to me, anyway. Now let's get into one of the more interesting ones. Like I said, I'm going off the beaten path here. Now, Rob Zombie is a lover of horror, uh, like myself, and uh, years ago he decided to try his hand at writing and directing. He came up with this movie called House of a Thousand Corpses, which, you know, kind of felt like a little bit of a throwback. Had some positives, basically, about a sadistic family that tortures and kills. Reminded me a lot of that Texas Chainsaw family uh, from the original. Now, I had plenty of gore, but it was light on story. I mean, it had one, but, you know, you really didn't care about it. And, you know, they had a couple of standout characters. But bottom line, that one, it wasn't all that good. You know, kind of a paint by horror uh, paint by numbers horror movie. So when I heard he was making a sequel, I had very low expectations. However, The Devil's Rejects was a pleasant surprise because he made a very smart decision with the sequel. He took the more popular characters from the Firefly family, provided a protagonist that was intent on revenge with a similar sadistic streak, and expanded the universe outside of the house, putting them on the run. And... Although they deserved every bit of what they got, spoiler free, he managed to humanize them just a little bit. We spent all this time with them, and now they were no longer just these faceless killers. They had personality, which, you know, goes a long way. Oh, and the use of Free Bird by Leonard Skinner, and I think he pretty much used the whole song for that final sequence That for like nine minutes. That was just classic. So... In the horror at all, definitely, Devil's Rejects is, is one that you want to check out. Um, and he did make a third, and he tried to use the same formula without Captain Spaulding, who passed away while making it. Uh, and it wasn't very good, so you can just skip that one. The series should have ended on the sequel. That was actually a perfect ending that he ruined by making that third movie, uh, which is actually will be an interesting topic for another day. Sequels that ruin the original. Uh, Yeah, but anyway, only watch this one if you're into, like, again, gory, torture, horror type movies. Not recommended for beginners. You guys know, or at least vets of my podcast know, I love foreign movies. Primarily because the stories they tell, the execution, they go where they need to go. Now, that is extremely useful with horror, my favorite genre, because they don't tackle unhappy endings or force the story points. If it's dark, then it's dark. It ends how it ends. They go where the story takes them. If that means the bad guy wins, then it is what it is, which is a podcast, again, for another day. But this last movie is actually an action movie. And this is one of the few movies that, when I say action, is actually an understatement. Now, I play as wick as, like, the standard when it comes to fighting choreography and firefights and just all-out pure adrenaline action. However, the Raid Redemption really set the table for Wick, having come out some three years prior, and a lot of people have never even seen it. Now, the original language is Indonesian, which is probably why most you know most people haven't watched it yet, and at a first glance, it looks like just another action movie, um, but the original and expert choreography, the level of violence and carnage in this thing... The story gets a lot deeper than you actually would expect in that hour forty one minute runtime. It was very highly rated, and fans demanded a sequel and Gareth Evans, writer and director, he gave us one Now he picked up with the same undercover officer and put him in another perilous situation uh, and again along with a very interesting story and this time instead of being confined to that high rise apartment building. He was in multiple locations, and I mean the set pieces in this one were just so well done. I still wonder how they pulled off some of these shots. There's was just one continuous shot of him fighting from car to car that was just absolutely amazing. Uh, and like the Wick sequels, the Raid 2 up the ante on everything, and I do mean everything. Even the runtime at almost two and a half hours, the action was just over the top and visceral, but gritty and realistic. Like, as as implausible as a lot of that stuff is, you actually kind of start believing this guy could really pull this stuff off. Uh, Just like with Wick. Now, it is subtitled, but if you're a fan of action in at least a little bit, this is a must-see. But watch both of these immediately if you haven't seen them. Uh, I would definitely, if, like I said, any kind of action fan at all, definitely want to watch these. So, let me recap real quick. Top Gun Maverick, which I'm sure you've heard of, worth the wait for sure with the perfect continuation of that character. For my horror fans, The Devil's Rejects, Demented Serial Killing at its finest with a worthy adversary you can root for, and uh, the rare satisfying ending, or what should have been the ending anyway. And finally the action masterpiece that is the Raid Two. But I suggest you watch both of these like right away. The Raid and Redemption, Raid Two. It's rumored for a long time they were going to do a third one to make it a trilogy. You know, he had the story and everything kind of mapped out, but scheduling and things like that, it just didn't work out. And now it looks like it'll never get made since you know he's moved on and everybody pretty much has moved on from the project on to other things. Uh yeah. Anyway, with that being said, I'm gonna close it out right here. If this is your first time, don't make it your last. This has been a Pod Bean production, mostly low budget movie reviews with Clarence. I will be back again very soon. There are, I want to say there is a couple of movies in the theater I kind of want to check out. I'm not sure if I'll have time. Uh, I have to do some traveling shortly, uh, which will uh, impact uh, my ability to review, but. As always, I always have a bunch of content locked and loaded and ready to go. just a matter of me having time to sit down and record and get it uh, uploaded. But, again, I will be back again shortly. Thank you once again for your support. I appreciate it. And I will see you guys next time. Peace.